Paul can't make it uh this week. He's uh out working somewhere. Where'd she say he was? Um, in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, talking about a new generation of labor. The the kids that are entering the workforce and what's going on with these uh these kids. I don't know if we really say kids anymore. I mean, Man, they're, they're they, kids. At that age, we yeah. say kids. So, you know, everyone talks about how uh, things have changed in the industry. And and I don't know if uh, it's necessarily the, the work that's changed or just the people coming in and how you do the work. I mean, everything's still pretty standard. It's just. I think what? expectations have changed. The amount of time that you have to get jobs done. So they, everyone expects more efficiency, right? Or you have to be more efficient in order to get the, to meet the new timelines. I remember when a, a building used to take nine months, a year or longer. Right? Now everything's fast. Yeah, I get everything done in three months. Yeah, I remember when I heard that first time, the fast track. Um, I forget the name of the company, but they were like, this is a fast track job. And I just remembered like everybody was cutting corners and it was, it ended up being a very horrible job. But um, I, I remember the, the schedule and the scope was just, I was like, we're supposed to get that done in how fast? But I'm competitive, so. All right. So Kevin, Kevin it, watching on LinkedIn. Made it, uh, made it pretty easy. I was like, oh man, that wasn't really that hard, but a lot of moving parts have to be on the same page. Um, I think part of the topic too was how the trades have changed. Um, for, for me, I mean, been in the trades for 25 years. So I don't even I don't necessarily not the trades have changed, but how the workers have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, man, people nowadays are just soft. Like nobody, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have to look at it from, from how I started, where, where I started and what I was brought into. And back when I started, you had to prove yourself and then, then you ask. Now it's backwards. Everyone's asking for the reward before they prove themselves. Nobody really wants to learn. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I grew up, uh, Learning on my own, right? Like I got better on my own because I wanted to. Um, then when I learned, I didn't just learn at work. I learned at home. So that way I could be better at work. Uh, the more I learned at home and, and, and practiced myself, the more um, the people I worked for wanted to teach me because they they seen advancement. Uh, but different breed back then. I remember being the young person and, and nobody liking me older older guys old guys that were like in their early 30s <laughs> old guys that were younger than you are now yeah um really hated that i was their their boss uh, and i get it that was different back then it wasn't a it wasn't the norm i would say that a, that a, a 20 year old hispanic male was the boss of some 30 year old uh the white americans they just felt like they they deserved uh, to be in that position, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really care. I just knew that I was asked to do a job and I did it. But 
from then till now, the people that were coming in to the trades and we were teaching were ready to learn. They understood what a trade meant. They understood that once you were taught this skill, it could never be taken away. It was yours to hold, to keep, to cradle, take home, baby it, whatever. It was yours. Now it's, I don't even know how, how it's viewed now, to be honest with you, because I, I can't, um, I'm not in that position. I'm not not young like that. I, I'm always going to view it like I'm learning something that, that someone can't take away. Um, well, we just run into, it's weird, right? Because you run into the the younger people that will say that they want to learn a trade, but then as soon as that factory comes knocking on the door and they're going to give them, you know, 15 cents more an hour than you're giving them right now, they're, they're jumping ship right away. Yeah. So that's kind of what, what has changed, right? Because they don't look at the process of from point A to point B. They just come in and be like, I want to do flooring. And they're like, I like your truck. I want to have that truck right now. Why aren't you paying me enough to have the same truck as you? It it almost seems like that's the mentality of the the generation that's coming to work right now. Like you said, they want everything right now, but then they're also the ones that are, are like they always feel like they they deserve more, no matter how much you're giving them. And I don't think yeah. that's necessarily a generational thing because that's been happening for years. I, well, I don't think yeah, it's not generation. I think it's a culture thing. Um, from what the media is pushing to what they're being told in school now like i don't even know what kids are being told in school nowadays so it's um i don't know if they're they're pushing trades if they're pushing i mean they're always pushing higher education right because it's, it's a business they they want they want to have the the education continued so that way they could collect uh funds from from these poor unsuspecting young kids without a plan no, that's weird. I'll go off on a tangent on that one too, but um, I don't. I know that they're pushing trades more and more because we we see it all the time. Where, especially like um the the construction companies that we do work for, they're always at these events at the schools and yeah. Well, the over here we have the, the West Michigan Construction Institute. Yep, they're very involved with the community, very involved with the school systems. Um, from I believe middle school through high school and even adult education. So that that's that's very helpful. So I guess yeah, they're bringing awareness to it. Um, but but it's it's the it's the mindset of of these kids, right? Because they're they're we're in the information age. Um, everything is at your fingertips these days, and then and they see all these people becoming millionaires on social media. Right. Yeah. The, influencers and everyone just wants to be an influencer. And then there was actually some influencers um, that were talking about it. And they're like, not everyone is is. Is going to be a TikTok star or a YouTube star. There's still people that need to work. You know, people still need to build our society. And that's what what we're lacking is, <laughs> is the kids actually coming sure. up and knowing that. I'm still going to have to work. Everything's not just going to happen and I'm not just going to be famous overnight. I mean, it does happen to some people, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the, uh, the thing it's, and 
some of these people, that's all they want to do. They have their mindset on, this is all I want to do. That's all I'm going to try. And then they come to work and don't give it their all. And it's like, what's, how do you change their mindset on that? I don't know how to change mindset. I think um, in order to change mindset, you have to show them that. And here's the problem. You you show them that you're interested in, in con- helping them get better, continue, continue their education in what they want to be better at. And then it, instead of it being a luxury, it becomes an expectation. And I think that that's part of some of the change too, is that um, nobody views uh, amenities as a luxury anymore. It, it's more of an expectation, which makes it harder on right. a lot of smaller businesses. Um, and, and I think that that's where we change. We because everyone looks at the corporate world and thinks that that that's the the business, no matter how big it is, right? It's mm-hmm. I'm gonna go work for this company. Why don't you guys have this? Why don't you have that? When they don't understand that small businesses don't have that luxury. We're not making billions of dollars a year. Uh, Jake said that we came up where with the thought that you had to work for what you wanted and earn the money to get it, yeah. right? And like you said, you know, and we've already touched on this a, a couple of times and then we're only 10 minutes in, it's they come in with the expectation of this is what I already deserve, not let me work up to this point and then get what I want. It's it's always, a, they're, like I said, they're essentially trying to come in and make exactly what we're making now with zero effort zero time yeah but no no time into the industry yeah and i think that people ask like hey how can i get to this point um and i just said i need time i need your time like time is the most valuable thing that you can you can offer it's the most valuable thing to to each individual but it takes time to to hone your craft what doesn't matter what it is um just time. <laughs> if you're not willing to put in the time, then you're not going to get to where you're at. And, it, and you said something about like the truck or whatever. I remember there was a conversation on, on Facebook about that too. Like, oh, they got flashy truck. Like, that's my truck, dude. Like, I, I bought it with, with for me. Like, so I could use for me for work. Um, it might say a company name on it, but it's still mine. Just got sick of blowing engines in smaller trucks. And it, that took well that's that's besides the point right because it doesn't matter who owns a truck it's working up to that point in order to be able to get there it's like years. they don't they don't look at the the 20 years 20 years ago when we started they just look at this is what we have now yeah and that goes for everyone in the trade like construction wise like there's a couple of buddies of mine that they have small businesses too. I remember when they started, they didn't have anything. Now I'm looking at uh, my buddy who's doing landscape and he's got heavy equipment. He's got like, like I look at that stuff and I'm like, you go dude. Like, hell yeah. He's putting in the work. Um, Carlos is on here right now too. He works with a lot of the, I don't know if he necessarily works with the kids, but he's really involved in the job core, right? Yes. So hey, young you know, adults. Student, send me that new email. <laughs> young adults right and and getting them their their foot in the door to the industry and that, that you know that's one of the things that that really helps out is 
these programs that are set up in order to to get a hands-on approach instead of starting off, you know, full bore into the industry, which I mean, that's how we all started and kind of just worked out. But it, it's nice that these kids have, and I'm calling them kids again, these uh <laughs> these people have the option to, to go through just something like that. Day, so he's old. Yeah, I'm I'm really old now. I'm basically 40. Um I don't know if we're really going off that topic or not, but like if um, the new generation of labor, how important is the new generation of labor? So the generation that's getting trained right now and that's entering the system, whether or not they want to be up here right away or they're willing to start at the bottom of the totem pole or near the bottom, um, you guys are the, you guys are, are essentially the, the doctors of the future, right? You're going to be so far and few in between in 10 years that you're going to be worth far more in 10 years than you are right now. And that's going to expedite anybody's career in the trades. Um, they're going to, it's going to, the value is going to be put on you by, by the public, not by your achievements, it's by the public. And um, there's not going to be very many people uh, in the, in the trades. I don't, I don't have that metric and I don't know where to find that metric to be honest with you. But based off the conversations that we have here at the local chamber and projections over the next 10 years, plus all the talk that we have with Paul, it's, uh, it's not looking very promising for the amount of work that's going to be coming into the trades versus the amount of people available for them, whether it's the flooring industry or not. Um, there's going to be a, a very high demand. Um, and and, and we're going to you're probably going to see a very big offset. Um, and uh, ability to adjust pricing accordingly. Um, and if you are getting in now and you're learning, learn with purpose, 100% right. learn with purpose. Um, and both of these guys are, like Carlos says, the future installers need us, right? And he's 100% right. And then you look at what Jake is saying, he's like uh, a lot of the guys out there didn't really teach the young people coming in, right? We yeah. and we we constantly touch on this too. It's where it's like I'm not going to teach you because then you're going to start taking my work. So, in in a in a nutshell, like we, not we, but like industry wide, we as an industry kind of put ourselves into the position that we're in. And well, that's where the like the word trade secret, right? <laughs> like that's a trade secret. Well, you know what? Should never have came up with that term because that's what put us in the position we're in now. Nobody wants to go somewhere and devote their time to not learn everything, to not learn the secrets. Um, I would rather teach somebody how to do it, how to do what I know how to do. So that way I can do something else and move on. Um, but and, and that's, you know, something that, that the kids coming into have to understand as well, though, right? It's, you, you have to start at the bottom and work yourself up to the top. So you're going to be doing trash. You're going to be doing, you know, the thing that no one necessarily wants to do, but still have to get done. It's part of the process. Um, and, and that's where I can see where, you know, a lot of the not teaching comes in because a lot of the time and, you know, some of us, I'm guilty of it. It's, I'll do this. You just go do that. Like, I don't have time for this right now. You just go do that. 
and that's where the fast track projects came into play, right? Like before when I started, um, and or just in general, back in the day, you'd have time to teach and train people. Once everything got fast tracked and that became that became the new control, that became the new um standard and expectation, um your your window of opportunity to teach comfortably uh, uh shrunk, right? Uh so you had to get more people with more skills faster to get the job done in a shorter amount of time, but then we're still expected to pass on information and train properly. Um, and and that, that's where like uh, like the unions and all that have a one up where they have their own requirements and training programs. And, and you know, some of them, like they have to go up every other weekend or once a one weekend a month. Right. Or, and it's all it's unpaid training yeah. and that's what what a lot of the guys don't understand it's that a lot of what you learn has to kind of be on your own time whether it's a half hour a day that you're not scrolling on social media and you're actually learning something i mean look at all the the publications that are out right grab one of the flooring magazines read an article there's plenty of of guys that are sharing their knowledge that you can learn you know just a little bit you know, something that you didn't know yesterday, you can learn today and take that time out. And like I said, like many small time, make big time. <laughs> it's read this today, read that, you know, in a few days, read the the bucket, grab some liter literature out of whatever flooring that you're doing and, mm -hmm. and read up on it. It's the yeah. amount of people that don't know that there's actual standards in flooring installation is mind boggling. And um, I think that's where we have a leg up on the the new people that are coming in right now is because you can teach them right off the bat. There's standards. This is what yeah. we're following. Um, NAFCT, I've got their hat on today. Their substrate and subfloor program is amazing. It, I've been we've been doing this for over 20 years, and we learned so much on going through that. You know, it's it's crazy the amount of information that you don't know you have until you actually have it in front of you. Yeah. It's, um, this is one of those things, like uh, Daniel says, another tool for your toolbox is uh, coming into the industry right now. And in order to be prepped for the future, man, you better, better load up that toolbox with as much as you possibly can. Um, I think uh, the future of any industry flooring or any industry in the trades is, going to be in a very bad shape or very bad condition if if you don't start loading that toolbox sooner than later and jake says right here you know the guys that that taught us weren't necessarily and i'm not reading verbatim but you know they weren't the nicest right it's get this done or guilty <laughs> or they, they get angry and it's like uh and then he says right after that, that it takes a lot of patience to train the new people. And it really does because it's not, we're not training the same people that we were 20 years ago. Yeah, there's definitely, um, and that's what it is, is, is they're approaching life through a different lens than what we had, right? The lens that they have now, this is the same way, like my son's 10 years old talking to me about gaming pcs and all that i don't know anything about that stuff right but he's that's what he's growing up with like he he's 10 he knows a lot about that and daniel's only six years younger than i am and the difference in knowledge on tech versus uh in that six-year gap is 
was very substantial. So he grew up through it with a different lens than what I did, even six years apart. I can only imagine 20 years apart, 25 years apart. And that's what we're dealing with right now. And it's not just, just the, the world changes, technology changes, everything changes. And then we have to start looking at ourselves too, through that lens. And like, you can be like those guys that you learn from and be an a-hole all the time, or you can channel your inner woosah and have to just <laughs> let me back up a little bit and think about what I'm going to say before it comes out of my mouth. And sometimes it's real hard. Sometimes stuff just comes out still, but it's like, so like in, um, in baseball, we use the 24 hour rule, right? It's, if you see the coaches doing something that you don't necessarily like, or the kids doing something, it's like, you don't approach them right away and say, this is what's going on. This is what needs to change. It's let me take some time, process process it, think about it. And then, I mean, a lot of the times it's like, you know, tw I come out 24 hours later and it's like, you know what? I kind of understand why they were making the decisions that they were. Do I agree with them still? Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, I understand why those decisions were made. So it's it's us having to, to take a step back and look at the new generation that, that's coming in and realizing that they come from a different time. They're not going to be like us and and kind of empathize with them and almost baby them into the industry, right? It's like, no, we don't want to give you everything you want, like right off the bat, but we're going to explain to you that this industry is, can be lucrative and you can have a, a great life. It's just a matter of how much are you going to take the reins on it and, mm -hmm. and control your learning to the point to where I want to be able to, to just delegate to you without having to micromanage, right? Hey, go do this. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, I already showed you this. And it's like, that's where the training programs and stuff come in too. It's, it's, it's on us to create these programs in order for these people to go through because um, over the past couple of years, I think that's what we've learned, right? Because we, we keep on going, this is how you do this. All right, go do it. And then it comes back and this is in the, in the office and in the field. And then it comes back. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember you telling me this. I never did this. It's like we do this every single day. You guys always say like I always have a notebook, and this is old school stuff. Like I like to write it out. A lot of people use notes on their phone, but that that's that's the biggest part of it too is uh, uh showing initiative to to take notes, not just mental notes, but actual notes, um, to refer back to like. You hear it, now you're writing it, now you're seeing it, less chance of you forgetting it. And that's Stop part there. of that's part of uh the the training and absorbing it too is uh is doing doing your uh, your part to, to make sure that you don't forget it. Because I don't man, if someone tried to make it as easy as we try to make it for some of the guys today, I don't like I don't know if I would have honestly I don't know if I would have tried as hard. 
So I don't even know if I would have would be here right now to be honest with you. So I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to accept some of the, uh, I forgot or I don't remember when literally everything is written out for everyone and handed to them in a, in, a, a, gift, order, in yeah. a gift basket. Here's what you have to do today. Um, and it, like it becomes so redundant for for us because it's like I'm gonna give you a work order. I'm gonna print it out. I'm gonna put it in here where ever you know on Teams so everyone can see it. And then I'm gonna when you get here, I'm gonna tell you what you need. And then when every day someone has to come back because it's like I literally told you to grab that. Like why? And it's frustrating for us, but that's just the reality of the workforce that we have right now. Mm -hmm. It's like babysitting every single day, but, but, but trying to get them to a point where you don't have to raise, like raising a kid, teach them as much as you can. But at some point, whether they're ready or not, it's like, go do this. Yeah. You, you, sometimes the best way to learn how to swim is jump in the deep end and fight for it and, and that's what that's what people don't want anymore people don't want to get thrown into the deep end and, and fight for it anymore they they want to sit on the diving board watch everyone splash until the until the water's low enough for them to comfortably jump in uh, and that's that's not going to work in 10 years i don't know if that's ever going to work to be honest with you and Carlos says, uh, being patient and training the next generation is worth it because giving them a skill set that will help them raise a family and be become self-sustainable. That's 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 the, always the goal, right? It's just a matter of who, which one of these young kids is going to start grasping on and realizing that people, it's, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Yeah. You can tell them, hey, I'm going to teach you what I know but it's on you to to take what I'm teaching you and expand on that. So when we were, so I started when I was 12, he, you were 18. So fresh into the trade at, at 18. And then once I graduated high school, started working with you, you started teaching me, right? And teaching me the way that Jake says, getting all angry, go do this. You messed it up. <laughs> And then get all angry, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So that it's it's different, and it does. You know what? I will have to say that there are different <clears throat> styles of learning and teaching, right? Some people do react to that, some people don't, and most of the people who don't are under are thirty and under right now, because they've been so coddled that they don't understand what it's like to. Nobody talks to them like that anymore. They don't even talk like that in right. school. Teachers right. Teachers can't, your parents can't. Right. I mean, you can't even say, you can't, words that I grew up saying in a household um, to my, I mean, I still say it to my family, but words that I grew up saying, normal conversation, can't even say it anymore without being uh, pol politically incorrect or whatever you want right. to call it. But, so, But what I did was I took the information you gave me, I went and tried it. Maybe I did it like you. Maybe I was like, this ain't working for me. Let me figure out a different way. But I didn't just give up or not expand on that. I took that knowledge that you gave me, went and did a little bit more, 
expanded that made it better and then for you yeah and then now i'm able to go to that next person and teach them and that's the the constant evolution of of how training should be right um i've gone through trainings where they were like how did you explain that cuz and then and i explained it to them and they were like i've never thought to explain it like that before but that's how i'm going to teach it from now on and that's how it should be it, it's not you didn't teach me how to do this that's that excuse only goes so far it's you showed me how to do this and then I tried it. I didn't like it. So I expanded on it and learned myself. And that's what the young people are are kind of missing. It's not just all come to work, do your job, leave, go home. Because just think about it in terms of any other industry. You're, you got to do training. You got to, the teachers that, you know, we have half days once a month. So the teachers can go through training. And just to clarify, too, and this came up in conversation the other day, corporate America is different than construction America, everyone. Corporate America is, they they build that 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 uh, onboarding system in there, right? Like corporate America usually has a facility big enough to have a conference room full of people being trained all day, every day, learning the basics. Construction America doesn't really have that at their disposal, they they gotta go out and they gotta sustain and make money. They don't have hundreds of people already out there making uh, money to sustain, you know, fifty people who are learning for the next two years. That just want to make that clear that there is there is a black and white difference from construction America to corporate America. Um, the hands-on portion, you got to get out and do it. You can't. Someone who went to college for engineering cannot go and do the install. If they're out there doing the architectural on a drawing and they're dragging and dropping and, and like that is that is not going well, out and learning how to do the hands-on. And you can't you can only read a book so many times before you have to put your hands on it to make sense. Um and you know sucks to say, but I would say 80% of what we've learned is by putting our hands on it. Um the the other 20% it's just information that doesn't make any sense until you're ripping it apart, tearing it apart, cutting it, putting it together. Um, I just want to like make sure everyone knows that there is a separation there. Um, and and I think maybe that's what it is too, is corporate America is built up so 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 good of reputation as a, a the easy button, click the easy button, that that's what the younger generations uh, kind of expect, right? Like I'm gonna put six months in, and in six months, I should know how to do exactly what these guys know how to do, and that's that's not it. That's not that's not the case. Well, um, that and uh, a lot of these factories are based on time in. I think like they have their their set schedule. You're here mm -hmm. for this amount of time, you get a raise. You're here for this amount of time, you get a raise, and but that's they, like a, that they have that that mindset as well. Yeah, that's like a one percent, two percent raise. Not even. Yeah, not even like. I mean, I remember mom working in the factories um, and she she came home one day and she was like, I quit my job. I was like, what? They gave me a, a I had my review. Yeah, I had my review. They're like, you're, you're doing great. Here's a 10 cent raise. She said, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> 10 cents. Like, what does that do? You get an extra. Well, I guess she, four dollars, yeah, four dollars a week. Like, come on. 
makes no sense. In, in construction, you do have you do have opportunities to you might have a small jump in pay, small jump in pay, and then a substantial jump, and then you might be there for a little bit, right? But the 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 long term um the long-term value in pay doesn't come from every getting a raise every quarter or every six months, every year and a substantial raise. It comes from I'm doing great work. They're keeping me busy while other people are staying home. Um, and if everyone is busy and you are not, then must be something wrong there. And it does suck. Like in the bid market, a lot of people stay busy because they just throw low numbers out and get the jobs. And that's what people want to hire. Um, but we try not to, to be that, that company. Yeah, we, we try not to be low bid and I, I'll be honest with people at the, at the get go is like, I'm probably not going to be low bid. So, and I mean, we've gotten a few projects that we weren't low bid and I mean, it's been great, but. It's it's the whole industry looking at looking at the new people that are coming in. What, us as the the old guys, and the crazy thing is, is I call us the old guys, and then we go to the convention, and they they call us the young guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, um, <sighs> and we say the same thing about them. Like honestly. They want to see all these changes in the in the industry, but it's like they don't want to change the way that they're doing things. And then you yep. look at us and it's like we want things to change the way in change the in the industry. And it's like, what do we have to do in order to change ourselves in order to accommodate yeah. them? But now actually we have somebody here. Hey, she's way in the background. Our niece. She she doesn't like to be on video. She don't have to be on video, but I want to ask you a question since you're here. You're young. You're a kid. How old are you now? 17? 17. Dang. Getting old. You want to come on camera? What, what, what do... I have to leave in like five minutes. No, that's fine. You can leave in two minutes. I just have a simple question. What You're young going into... You're still in high school right now. You're a senior. When you get out of high school, if you weren't looking at higher education, would you even be attracted to the trades? And... If not, why? And if so, why? The trades as in just construction, and... just construction. It doesn't have to be flooring. Just like, does any of that even interest you? And it's okay to say no, because if it's, if, it's, if it's no. It's not something I've ever thought about. Okay. And, and why is that? I always knew that I wanted to um, attend that higher education. Okay. So the trade is just something that doesn't interest you from, from just being interested in learning how to build something for the no, most part. Not really. Okay. And what is interest interesting to you and maybe some of the people you go to school with? Like what is what does everyone talk about? Like when they when I grow up and I'm 21 years old and I'm a full grown adult and I know everything, what are you, what are they gonna do? What are what is that everybody talk about nowadays in school? In high school? Yeah. You don't really hear about when I grow up or when I'm 21, it's when I go to college and how much fun I'm going to have, how much, how much parties I'm going to go to. So that's, so you heard it here first. That is a big problem. Um, 
and that's all students, right? Because I know the teachers ain't talking about that. Oh, no. Right. So that's the students. So that's all on perspective. And so, so what is leading that perspective? And whatever is leading that perspective is also creating the expectations. So it's, it's where le- the, the times have changed, right? So you look at it. You got to get out of here. You got basketball. People are staying with their parents longer and longer these days. It's not you're 18, <laughs> get, get out, <laughs> go find something else. I told my kids that the other day. I was like, man, so you guys turn 18, guess what? You're out of here. They're like, what? So, so the we're essentially creating a, a generation of people that think that they can just coast on their in their parents' basement or whatever and don't have to worry about their own thing. Hmm. This is all this is all like our our thoughts, guys. Don't hold us to it. Uh or don't think that that's what society is thinking or how every person who is old like well, millennial thinks. That that just makes it so, you know, that puts into perspective why they come in thinking that things are just going to be handed to them because they've been having things handed to them their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Right? The participation trophies, the oh yeah. Everything like that. It's um I showed up, pay me. Yep. And the horrible thing is is that there are jobs out there that it's like you work today, get paid today. I've gone through uh some fast food drive through that's like apply work today get paid today so they work their shift they get paid that day that's that's crazy to me i don't know how you can sustain long-term employees like that especially if they have and and me i'm always going to revert to how i grew up especially if they have habits um that could prohibit them from showing up to work the next day but you made me think about something too, right? Everything was handy though. I wonder like if we were to compare a kid, but we'll just take an age, uh, like an age of transition, right? So let's say a 12-year-old kid from 50 years ago, a 12-year-old kid, you know, every do increments of 10 years, um, starting 50 years ago till, till now. What was the responsibility of a 12-year-old kid or expectations versus now? And I think that that would, kind of shed the light uh onto why so maybe maybe it's not even the generation maybe. yeah yes and no because it's all depends on on how you grew up right because right we grew up we grew up with raising our kids and then in sports right and we we constantly push sports because kids have to learn how to be coachable you can't just show up and be like all right i deserve this it's show up I'm going to prove to you I'm worth something. This is what I want to do. Like my son, I want to pitch. What does he do? He works really hard on work. Per- perfecting that craft to be, to be that in that spot. So that that's what we teach. Right. And then at the same time, it's, you know, dad, I really want to do this. And nine years old, go ask your coach. I'm not going to do that for you. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, and that's where, um, like I was just, I was just listening to Simon Sinek, right? And I and I'll bring we bring him up a lot too. And he says that the the younger generation are the people that don't like to to ask for things. They just show up. You're not giving me what I want. 
I'm leaving. It's never, I'm going to come in and I'm going to talk to you. Hey, this is what's going on. I have this going on at home. Can you guys do something for me or can you help me out? I think I need just ask for something, anything. Mm -hmm. And they don't like to ask for raises. It's I've been here for 30 days. They didn't give me a raise. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And that that's the mindset that the generation has right now. And it's that's not coming from us. That's coming from someone that actually has to deal with this and deal deal with these people on a daily basis. That's the mindset that they have. Right. And if you think about it too, like the people who like just for us, right? Um, even the most recent person who left, there was zero communication as to likes and dislikes. And we come here. On this Monday. is this is this was taped to the door. Yeah, I quit. Which is fine. At least you left that. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah, they just stop showing up. So I guess you could look at that. But I have never quit a job or left a job without having a conversation with the person that was in charge or the person above them. I've never. And, and I have to go back, right? Like I got to go back to when I was younger, but even when I was in construction, I've never just like, I quit. It's, hey, um, you got a minute to talk and talk things through. And I've always done that. I don't, I've never, I don't know any other way. Like I, I feel like no matter how upset I am at a situation or, or if I felt like I was being taken advantage of, I still feel like it's worth a conversation because it's a learning experience for both sides, right? I get practice at expressing myself. They get practice at being uh, better or seeing some cues that could lead to something else. And and, and that's, that, that can benefit both sides. Right, because everything is learning opportunity. Yeah, always. No idea. Sorry, you have to ignore that phone ringing for a second. Spam anyway. They're calling about Daniel's uh, extended vehicle warranty. Do you even get those calls anymore? Is that even a thing no. anymore? But I think, um, so to kind of condense everything, because we, we get off on tangents a lot, right? So- my, my, my. I'm just so the workers and the trades have changed. Um, looking back on on how we started, it I came it was rough. He was rough on me, but that pushed me to not only not want to mess up. Right, it's like I don't want to mess this up, but I'm gonna do things on my own. So that way I can learn how to not mess it up on my own. I'm not just going to be like, well, I don't know how to do that. Don't send me over here. Um, which kind of was like, I'm going to keep on learning in order to not work under him anymore. So I don't have to keep <laughs> on getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If that works for people, then that works. That's awesome. Like it to each their own, but just know that someone who is gets upset when you don't do something the right way. It's not, they're not getting upset because you, you did it wrong. You know, they just hold you to a higher standard than you are currently holding yourself. That, that's all. And um, if I didn't, if I didn't love my brother, I wouldn't have been like that. Right. But I knew that he could do it. Like, dude, you can do this, dude. Stop 
it, 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 it was always the, the simple things that everybody, it's always the simple things that everyone makes mistakes on because they overthink it. Um, so I guess uh, don't overthink a, a career in the trades because it can, it can be well worth it. There was a, um, I saw a video. You talk about Simon Sinek. I think I saw it's a TikTok or something like that. And they did actually did a a metric of uh, they used a plumber versus a a doctor, and at the same age, out of school, someone who became a plumber was in a better better financial um, situation at, at like the twenty year mark than a doctor was. Granted, depends on what kind of doctor, how long you went to school, like. How and, long you special right and focus what, on specialty and you you have to be in the right company with the um, opportunity for growth in order to to get there right but you also have to put in the work right and uh, you know when going back to when we started again we started on ten ninety nine we didn't know know the difference right we were the internet was still fairly new they still called it the web. They even call that anymore? The World Wide Web. You know, it was it was still fair, fairly new, and you don't. We didn't just hop on Google and search up anything we wanted to. And we didn't have uh, Chat GPT to do everything for us. But you know, we we started on a 1099, and then it wasn't until you go to file your taxes, and it's like, what do you mean I owe money? <laughs> and and the, these these kids know better these days a majority of them do i mean there's don't get me wrong there's still plenty of people out there that are that probably don't use technology right and i try to use it as little as possible yeah right but it's like you know that kind of stuff happened and then you look at today when i don't want to say you know schools don't educate you on that kind of stuff but that that falls more on like the parenting where it's like they they always tell you to get a good job and all this stuff right but it's like they're looking for a long term career they're not you can look at it as a job or you can look at it as a career you can take it as far as you want to right if you look at it as a job that's all it's ever going to be if you look at it as a career that's where your mind keeps on flowing what do i have to learn in order to progress and since they're looking for a career, as an industry, we have to start looking at what kind of packages we can offer in order to get these younger kids in. Like I said, you know, on a previous podcast, we've had people come through here that they're like, I would have never came to work for you guys if you didn't offer a W-2 and if you if you don't offer health care, like th these are things that you have to start thinking about. The healthcare is huge because, I mean, there, there's nowhere there's nowhere around it. It's a monopoly. <laughs> well, it's there's nowhere around it. Like we are hard on our bodies when we're installing, right? We hurt all the time, and not only that, talking about sustaining your own and then growing a family, you want to have that there for your family as well. Um, so we have to start realizing that these kids want all this stuff and put these systems in place. Uh, not only do we have to work on, you know, the insulation and the training and all that, it's 
all the back office work that we have to to realize that not a lot of people work on and it's uh you know retirement healthcare just look at workers comp when if you get hurt on a job site and you're working for a 1099 for someone you think that they have workers comp they're just it it just doesn't work like that yeah they have riders but those riders are you're usually excluded from those anyway they're just they're just a piece of paper that you pay $1000 for yeah. for no reason so it's it's there's a lot of things that go into these new people that are coming into the industry and how this new generation thinks beyond just being on their knees it's yeah they can come in and they'll show up every day but it's on us to to tell them you know like I can only get you so much information. You actually have to want to learn more. And if you don't want to learn more, then you're in a job. But then you keep on asking me for a raise, but you're not showing me any progression. You you, you want the benefits of a career, but only putting forth the effort of a job. That's, that's the first time I've ever said it like that. And wow. It's a really... A really odd way to look at having a career or a job. This sucks too. Like even my jobs, when I had a job, fast food restaurants, I still gave 110%. I still tried to learn everything. I didn't like having to depend on people to do certain things. I'd just rather like just get it done instead of waiting. But I think we're almost at, at our hour anyway. I didn't even think yeah, we were going to go that long <laughs> without Paul. No, so, you know, the kids are looking at it that way and us as the people that have been in in the industry for a while we need to look at it as we can say that you know we're not we're not huge corporations but we kind of have to start thinking like a huge corporation when it comes to down down to just even the mm -hmm. installation we have to think of um what kind of training programs can we put forth and and stuff like that and it's not necessarily all on you right there's training entities out there um cfi has you know their their two-week courses that are happening you know we were talking about that last week one's in, over there um at Dwayne's place in wichita mm -hmm. kansas mm -hmm. and then we have one coming over here to degraph interiors in jenison. in jenison so it's like um and it's the fcef is footing the bill for these so why not jump on board right it's like, if you know someone that wants to get in the industry, this is talk to Carlos, you know, get your feet wet with this, get with the FCEF, get the scholarship, take these classes, you know, these trainings. Um, it's not on, it's not all on us to, to come up with everything, but it is on us to point people in the direction where they need to go. Um, we just sent baby sister to uh nora mm -hmm. to get trained and you know that's a really particular product so it, it's really beneficial to go through that class but that's something that we seen that we needed to do so we sent them we're talking about we just at the the meeting that i had yesterday um right before you walked in with the guys it's like i need to get you guys into this, some, some training and it's mm -hmm. just it sucks because it doesn't fall where we need it to sometimes. 
but we're we're about at that point where we got to start making the time to do it and that's one thing that we have to look at industry wide as well it's it's never a good time when is a good time to have a kid it's never a good time to have a kid <laughs> it's never a good time to 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 go to a training it's never a good time to go to a trade show but it's these things that you have to do in order to to progress your guys or ladies right cuz there, your there's a, your, your career. I'm talking about the the people that work for you. Yeah, the crews. Oh, I thought you said career. I just sound like I have an accent. But it's like, let's start expanding everything. Let's know that the people that are coming in aren't built from the same cloth that we were, and there's things that you kind of have to baby step around and get used to, and we're having to do it constantly. It's a constant evolution. It's not. You can't just be set in your ways and nope, this is the way that everything's going. Because once you're in that mindset, that's why a lot of the guys are working by themselves because they're not willing to change. Yeah. And that's one one constant that we talk about all the time is that the flooring in this industry is constantly changing. And that's the evolution of it. The products are changing and and, and and you have to look at, at it that way as a business as well. It's a constant evolution. Like you can have your, don't get me wrong. You want to have your, your, your solid core, right? You want to have your, your mission, your, your values, you know, write all that down and then expand on that. But know that things change and that the people that are coming in the industry right now are different than when you came into the industry and realize and a lot of what we do like we talked to arena when she was just in here a few minutes ago and you know you ask her some questions and think back to when you were that age which was different because we weren't in the same position mm -hmm. as she is but you know her friends are what college are are we going to go to so we can go party i have plenty of friends that went to college and partied and I have friends right now that are going through AA because they never stop partying. So it's creatures of habit. So, and and that's where if you, in, if you instill in your nephews, nieces, your children, that life is going to be on easy street and you just say, Hey, just go and ask for this instead of go and prove you're worth this. And I think that that's where a lot of uh, a lot of the issues come from for for the trades. Nobody wants to prove their worth. And like we say, say every single time, communication is everything. Take talk talk to your kids, talk to the the younger people, and and ask them. Like you don't know if you don't ask, and that's what we constantly do. You know, we we ask her, we ask some of the the younger people that come through here, and. We're, we're grateful that some of them just tell us, you know, I wouldn't work here if you guys didn't have mm. these benefits, if we weren't W-2. Um, just start asking and, and change your your mindset. We're trying to change ours. Meet us in the middle. And that way uh, we can keep on growing this industry and get these uh, younger people in the door and that way, when they're our age, they'll be going through the same struggles, just a different generation. It's 
I mean, you, you look at it like that, right? It's like every generation complains about the generation that comes after them. They're lazy. They don't like to do this. They don't like to do that. But that it's that constant evolution. Jake says, where can he get some PF swag? I think you need, Jake, you need to just come visit us, bro. Te text one of us and when you got some free time, come over to the office and say what's up. And just so you guys know, like Jake and I go way, way back before flooring days. Well, he said that you were at his house when you found out that uh, you were starting your flooring career. He said you got yeah. the... I got the what? When you got the call. That was, that was like 50 years ago. That was a long time ago. But uh, we're about at the hour, guys. We're going to wrap up. Change your mindset. Any young folks out there want to add to this, please comment. Um, you, you know, know like us. like us, subscribe. We got the the Huddle Podcast uh, Facebook page now. Um, subscribe to to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, wherever we're at, man. Just look us up, find us. Um, right there, we got the QR code right on the screen. If you that on your phones you can actually take a screenshot and if you go to, on an iphone you can anyways if you go to your photos on the qr code if you long press on it it'll take you right to the site so it's like i was right now years you. old when i learned that so give us a like subscribe and i appreciate everyone you know for chiming in today this is what this podcast is really meant for it's we want the interaction because the more people that we get to interact with us, the better we can understand how we need to change as well because we don't do everything right. It's a constant evolution. Teach us something. That's that's what we need. We're, we're here to, to teach you what we've already been through, but we want to know things as well. So um, yep, yep. go to... CFI's website and see what trainings they got. Go to NAFCT's website, FCICA, see what trainings they got. But the big one right now is the the scholarships that the FCEF is giving for 100% paid training. You got someone new. This is what you guys want to do right now. Go to CFI's website, see what events that that are close to you, and get get your guys signed up. Sign up yourself. And then uh, I believe that uh, Go Carrera is doing the Go Carrera sim. is doing the Sim scholarship. Yep. So um, I didn't link it in here, but but if you go to the podcast on one of the like Spotify or Apple, I believe I have a link in there. And and, and follow the huddle on on Facebook too, if you guys are um, have a chance. Go ahead and click on. It. I believe I shared the live feed from from uh the huddle so just go ahead and click yeah. on that and follow that as well so jake says this is his uh first one he wants to be part of more we we do this tuesdays at 4 p.m eastern paul usually says it in central time because he's in central but we're eastern so 4 p.m tuesdays we'll uh, catch you guys on the next one appreciate you and take it easy have a good one thanks everyone